Hi St James, this is the sermon for the 7th of January 2021. Our readings for today are from Proverbs and from John 1, 1-14. I'm going to read the Proverbs first. We're reading Proverbs 8, verse 1, and then verses 22 through to 31. Listen, as wisdom calls out, hear her, hear as understanding raises her voice. The Lord formed me from the beginning. Before he created anything else, I was appointed in ages past. At the very first, before the earth began, I was born before the oceans were created before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born, before he had made the earth and fields and the first handful of soil, I was there when he established the heavens and when he drew the horizon on the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits off the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. John 1. It's a bit more famous. I'm going to read it anyway. John 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought life to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who was the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming to the world. He came to the very world he created, but the word but the people did not recognise him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Let's pray. Father, as we take this time to look at your word, quieten our hearts to hear your voice speaking to us. Father, will you make us more like you? 
by your Holy Spirit and for the glory of your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. So, I don't know if the name Mahalia Jackson means anything to you. She was a gospel singer who sang in the late 50s and 60s. Um, uh, she'd been described as someone who had the voice of the millennia. But she was listening to her friend as he was giving a talk. And near the end of his talk, she says to him, tell him about the dream, Martin. Now, she's not standing right behind him. She's standing second row behind. So she's got to shout over the people who are in front of her. Tell them about the dream, Martin. And then she calls again. Tell them about the dream, Doctor. Dr. Martin begins. He puts the, this, the speech he was reading aside and he begins, I have a dream. It's a really, really famous speech. He nearly got to the end of the bit that was written down that he was reading and he starts off again on this speech that was not prepared but that changed the world. But the speech started with Mahalia Jackson. Tell him about the dream, Martin. Dr. Martin Luther King is famous. But I had not heard of Mahalia Jackson, and yet she changed history. In our reading, we find a similar voice. It's the voice of a woman. We know that from verse 1. She raises her voice. But this voice, is not speaking through a man, she is speaking for herself. I was there. This is the voice of feminine women taking her place. She says, I was there. Proverbs 8 follows a similar pattern to Genesis 1 that we read at the very beginning of the Bible. When God is creating the world, he starts off and the Holy Spirit's pictured as hovering. Some people say moving. A couple of translations say fluttering. And one says brooding over the waters, over the faces of the waters, of the world before it is created. And as God creates the earth, starting with the oceans, Proverbs 8, you can see it. In verse 28, I was there when he set the clouds above and when he established the springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the oceans. And so we think that maybe Proverbs 8 is Holy Spirit. It also stretches forward, this bit from Proverbs 8. It stretches forward and we find it in Jeremiah 29. That famous verse in verse 13, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And again, Revelation 3, 20, seek and you will find. Before that, we find it in Proverbs 8. Find it in verse 17. He says, I love all who love me. Those who search will surely find me. This echo of God in Proverbs 8, this feminine echo of what God says right through the Bible. You look for me, you find me. Now, Proverbs 8 hasn't always been associated with Holy Spirit. 
Justin Martyr, who was an early, early church father, assumed that Proverbs 8 was about Jesus. And we can see that because when we read our John reading, they sound very, very similar. But the cry from verse 1 in this is feminine. She raises her voice. I was there. And she cries and she says even more. I was the architect in verse 30. It's almost like she's answering Job. Job is a couple of books before this. Job is having such an awful time and he complains and he says, God, why is this? And God, in, verse, in chapter 40, kind of takes his place and he answers and he says, Who are you to question me? Were you there when I formed the earth? Were you there when I spoke to the water and said, This far and no further? Do you hear it? Do you hear in Proverbs 8 where this voice says, I was there. I was there when you did that. I was there. I am your equal. I don't have to sit with Job and say, no, I wasn't there. I don't know all your plans. She is standing and saying, I was there. I know your plan. I was your architect. Wisdom says, yes. I was at the beginning. In John 1, we find this other voice, this um, voice that says, he was there too. He was there when you created. Verse 3, God created everything through him. He was the word at the beginning. At the beginning of time, we find word and we find wisdom. It's so strange that we tend to forget wisdom. I'm not surprised though. When you look at um, icons of the Trinity, it's quite telling. There's a very famous one of three people sat around a table. But aside from that, we have an old man, a young man, and a bird. This voice screeching on the side of the road, I was there, I was your architect, becomes a bird. A very, very small bird. Why do we minimise this voice? This voice of wisdom. This voice that screeches from the roadside. Is that okay? Do we get a full picture of God when we just look at the old man and the young man? And the feminine voice becomes a bird. What we need is wisdom and the word. John 1.4 The word gave life to everything that was created. Absolutely. Proverbs 8.35 Whoever finds me finds life. Receives a favour from God. Whoever finds me finds life. And receives favour from God. The word and wisdom together creating, forming and speaking. Here's the question for us then. How shrill does wisdom need to shriek before we listen? Before we change our idea of who God is and what God looks like from an old man with a young man and a bird?
to something much more equal, to something that takes account of this wisdom screeching at the beginning, standing at the beginning, finding herself at the beginning, creating and planning and making it happen at the beginning with the word. When, how loud does she have to shriek so that we, until we find her through the Bible? Mahalia Jackson shouted and her friend, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. heard and spoke. Proverbs 8 makes me feel uncomfortable, if I'm honest. I've been brought up in, a, in the church and the place for women is definitely the healthy serve place. It's at the back, possibly with your head covered, learning and being respectful. It is absolutely fine for men in the church to ignore us because they don't agree with us. That's what I hear. Well, they don't think I should be there. So they'll just ignore me. And then hopefully I'll go away. But that is not what I see in the Bible. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable because it forces me to say, what's my voice? Where am I sitting back? Because when I sit forward, I get ignored. So it's easier to sit back. So maybe if I just sit back, then I make everything easier for everyone. But Mahalia Jackson did not sit back. She spoke. And wisdom in Proverbs 8 stands with dignity and shouts, I was there. You listened to me. It makes me take myself more seriously. Maybe it helps me to find my place in God too. I was there, she shrieks. And we find her at the beginning. I was there, she shrieks. And we find her echoed in the prophets and Jeremiah and in Job like we've seen. And we find her in Jesus when he says, come, you'll find me when you see me, when you look for me. And we find her in Revelation. I am here, she shrieks. I'm here in you. So why do we ignore her? Why do we call her the small voice? Why do we just carry on and hopefully be okay? Why do we put ourselves in the place where our job is to sit at the back and make sure those who have the say and who have the power are understood? I long to be in a church where everyone is taken seriously, where nobody is told to sit at the back. Yes, it's more comfortable at the back, definitely. It's much safer serving in the kitchen than it is speaking at the front. Absolutely, you'll always find me in the kitchen. I love it. It's much easier to serve and be, and be marked as kind than to shout and be marked as pushy. But we find in Proverbs 8, a woman shouting, shouting that she is equal Shouting that she has something to say. 
shouting that she has done something good. And that makes me uncomfortable. Because I was taught never to shout. Never to boast. So this message is for all of us, really. How, how loud do people need to shriek before we will hear them? Wisdom is standing on the roadside and shouting. Mahalia used the voice of um, Dr. Martin Luther. Who's using your voice? Who do you need to give room to? And if, like me, you like sitting at the back, I can't believe in the vicar. This was never my plan. My plan was to stay at the back and serve and be lovely. And yet God has other ideas. Own your voice. Own your history. Own your skills. Own your special message. Because God respects it and owns it. We have a picture of a woman shouting. So shout. Those without power. Those who are often pictured as a beautiful little bird. You can shout. I need to hear you. I want to hear you. We need to hear you to get the full picture of wisdom. We need wisdom and word. Listen to wisdom. She is no less and no greater than Jesus. And so we pray. Come Holy Spirit. And with that, let's pray. Father, you were there at the beginning. With word and with wisdom, you created. She was the architect. And he breathed life. Father, would you give those who are frightened of speaking out, the courage of their convictions. And would you give those in power amongst us the sensitivity to hear wisdom as she calls. Father, thank you that each of us have been given a voice. In your church, may we hear your voice. And in Jesus' name.